Welcome to the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. This episode was recorded at an Innovation Roundtable workshop hosted by Airbus in Toulouse in March 2019, where our colleague Leonard sat down with both Mayan Golay, Transformation Leader Services, and Yves Scherer, Agile Coach at GE Healthcare. During the conversation, Mayan and Eve discuss how design thinking, agile, and lean startup methods connect with each other. They also tackle issues related to creating MVPs and shed light on how to transform the organization towards agility. Marianne and Eve, thank you very much for your uh, really uh, interesting presentation. I think we haven't uh, had that kind of presentation uh, before. Maybe we can start um, by uh, you introducing yourself, um, who you are, what company you work uh, at and what role you have. And maybe Marianne, we can start with you. Okay, so I'm uh, Marianne. I work Golet. I work for G Healthcare. I've been with the company for more than 25 years. I started as a computer uh, programmer, and I've held many jobs around the world. And today I'm a transformation leader for the distribution services side for Western Europe. So my name is Yves Chavez. I also work for G Healthcare. I'm a Jai coach there. So I'm, in, I'm first an hardware engineer by training, but a long time ago, I made many things, uh, software engineer, field engineer, uh, project manager, manager, I've been also quality uh, guys on the, then I discover Agile and coach since uh, five years, five to six years, and I'm G6 since four years. So that what I, I'm also what I call a constant learner, I love to learn. Um, as much as I can. This is like, um, I cannot stop doing that. So, so, so the way I, I am. Let me, one of the first questions I'd like to ask you is, you know, with those iterative methodologies, how do you combine or how do you fit them in into the very traditional stage gate linear processes that many of those large and also uh, GE has been, or is working with? Yeah. Uh, Mary, do you want me to answer the question? You can answer first with Agile and then I can complete. So, um, in fact, we have many things that can, can match together according to the needs. And um, Agile is uh, all Agile design thinking and, uh, and uh, Lean Startup are part of a toolbox which is larger than that. Uh, for example, Lean Six Sigma is also very important in GE healthcare. And uh, actually, according to the phase you are from the ideation of uh, a new idea coming, to uh, the fact that you want to produce something that you produce each each time on the, on the, on the production floor, on the factory floor, uh, you have many different tools that you should use. So I think it's quite important that um, to keep in, in mind that we use to, we need to use those tools um, sometime altogether. What we're doing, uh, I also practice SAFE, a scale agile framework for enterprise, and um, generally, we have uh, this event called PI planning. So every three months, everyone is together. And we really make sure that all the people from the chain, uh, from the very first idea to the people at, at the end of the production are together, at least the key people. And that's absolutely nice because it's not just about agile, but it's more about really agreeing at what we want to do all together. And then Agile is just some other tool. Um, I love to say that Agile is a mindset, it's also a mindset, but I would say at first 
get first some things that is just a tool for the people, but people can have good leverage. But this is more for the product development. And I think my idea on the other side, which mm -hmm. is more for the facing. Yeah, and for the design for service, as I, I said in the pitch, is we were going through heavy transformation and being in silos, uh, it was uh, difficult to have people change. And when I discovered uh, design thinking, it was kind of easy to uh, uh, to use that because it fit kind of what we needed at that time. Okay, but it was much handmade. I mean, we were just a, a few of few of us uh, doing design thinking for service. Okay, and what changed is when I met, I went to agile class with Eve, and I discovered that actually we had the same values, and we had the same problematics to engage the management. Uh, and the same pain points to scale it up. And so that's where we kind of partnered to do common training, common values. We share the games. We share all of that because it's, it's, it's the same. Okay. And now for me, the next step is with the Digitech Academy, uh, the school who's teaching, for them, it's all together. It's when you have an idea, if you want to make the product viable, you have to use the best tools of design thinking, the best of uh, Lean Startup, and then you have to be agile enough to pivot, go back, and, and, and make the product viable. So now it fits all together, but at first we each went our own way, and now we just combine. Let me ask you a question maybe more to, uh, to you, Marianne. Um, you mentioned on the stage that you kind of are, are very limited in, in budget or resources, and, and you're still trying to make uh, something happen. Uh, how um what would you recommend people that are that do not have a lot of resources how can you start something like uh like you did uh, and and try to manage within the day-to-day -day business i mean it's true when we are like here or when we heard abb when they have this huge you know training centers for it, it's like wow okay and as we have old offices and stuff it's it's difficult to project ourselves But I think where uh, it's easy to do is all schools, they, they teach that to the young folks now. So it's just if you partner up, it's quite easy. There are many hotels, there are many sites where you can do the training. Mm, and uh, I didn't realize it before I came here, but it's for it's us probably the first step before we move to a larger scale. So it's just partner up with the right school, uh, give your needs, and then uh, develop the right training program, and then you can move forward without additional extra, you know, uh, uh, building investment. Now, uh, question to both of you. Uh, how do you manage when you start working with some teams in some kind of iterative mode? It could be in a design thinking mode or, or agile mode. Um, How do you manage the fact that you have agile teams or iterative teams, I call them for now, alongside more the more traditional uh, parts of the organization and they, they need to interact with it? How do you manage that coexistence between the two? So it's more product development side, I, I, would, I would say. At least my answer would be more on product development side. Um, and, and once again, what we discussed with peer planning, this is really key events that make all those things possible. And in fact, it's about the notion of time horizon. So we have different time horizon. And uh, I would say that even in, in a pure agile company, for example, if we make hardware, some piece of hardware, you need to uh, do it design very early compared to one you will have in production. 
because you can have lead time. Uh, we are in an industry of which, in which, I mean, we could, we are in a quantity that is very different to, for example, airplane. I think there is far less things in the airplane. So, I mean, the price is maybe not an issue. The wave is an issue, but the price maybe not. We are in a quantity in healthcare, which is difficult because it's not big uh, quantity like a car manufacturer. So you cannot make so much pressure on the supplier. At the same time, um, you want to avoid to have long lead time. So you want to have both things. So it's always a trade-off. And the good thing is that we work together to find the right trade-off. And then uh, we have also what is regulation, uh, very comparable to uh, plane, by the way. Uh, medical staff are first strongly regulated, which is, I think, good news. And um, I mean, we need to sort of take into account the spirit of the letter wise of the regulation. And then someone, uh, somewhere, for example, there is risk retirement that you should do quite early. And this is okay. I mean, we could use uh, an uh, agile for that. We could too. So, I mean, we, we don't do agile like saying the customer is just outside customer. Uh, very often, I need to teach the people, okay, let's say you want to start up. Inspire the company, your team is a startup, you want to have autonomy like a startup, but your ecosystem is all the teams around. And you need to find all the right stakeholders and you need to make them happy because the stakeholders have different needs. So some people from regulation have more longer teams and their needs. This is a need. I mean, it's not because you are agile that you will look just at what happened in two weeks. You need, of course, to look what is the vision for your team, what you need to do in longer term. It works pretty well. Uh, I, I think at least in GE, uh, what I was quite impressed with the fact because there is something in the culture in GE, I would say, that sell us that people are, I think, quite receptive to change. My view, at least of what I see, compared to maybe some other company, that's more was a little tougher for me. Um, so that that's what we're doing. <laughs> so it's not easy. Um, it's more listening exercise, but everyone has different needs. Um, and the regulation is of course an important need, so we should take into account. We have a ball game on which we, we play the role of regulation because it's really important that we understand those needs. And um, even if innovation is not just following the regulation, but don't mm -hmm. following the regulation will be an issue. So it's where we try to combine all the different needs of different stakeholders. It's worked pretty well so far um, for this. And for me, for us, it's still a little early because with the Digitech, we're just launching. So the 150 people, they are kind of the early adopters. And from the early adopters, some will continue. And uh, when they like it, I say design thinking is addictive. So once you use it on a project, you kind of use it uh, even at home or on your daily work because it helps you do your job better. When I talk about teams... What have you seen successful? Do you have to see any patterns in successful teams, especially in this those iterative methodologies? I mean, design thinking is built on on multidisciplinary teams, basically bringing different people together. I think where we agree is diversity, right? Diver yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. I was thinking about something common, but really, yes, that's a good one. Diversity yeah. is one, especially for me in my large organization and the silos. So diversity is one. And one I'm thinking about is also the diversity of what the people like to do. Okay, they are in a job, 
but even though we have similar jobs, we don't like to do the same thing. And when you build on that, it's even, I think, richer. Yeah, yeah. Behind that, I think there is no one single answer to this question. I think that each case is very specific. Uh, you have this notion of long-term team in Agile. So generally, uh, sometimes we have changed uh, a tendency in trains in an organization to change too fast, a little bit in a crisis mode, which is not, which is coming to me for what before Agile. Um, but we still, we still in the transition phase, so we have sometimes this issue of team moving too fast. So actually, this is a, a bad pattern we need to fix. But now, with people understood that yeah, it's a big issue, so it's trying to stabilize the team. And the same thing when you have not the right skill, sometimes it happens that we apply to make um, mitochondria cell separation. You know, I mean, you have a cells, and the cells is, is separating two. And then its cells build new things. It's it's a little bit technical, it's biology, but it's actually I was amazed about some teams doing that because they have a big issue of uh, they have this kind of work on this kind of capacity, and uh, the only way to have the right skills because it's very difficult. I mean, it's we came from uh, very special skills. Yes, just to to do that, split the team in two and add member in uh, two half. So there is not. Which is absolutely not pattern compared to agile basic recommendation, I would say. At least, if I really stick to the book, so we need really to adapt each situation. You know, the favorite answer for agile coaches, it depends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. Now, my next question is probably more to you, Eve, um, in product development. When does kind of that agile iterative method or methodology mindset When does it change into more the linear stage gate um, development in, in later phases of the project? And how does that transition look like? Yeah, so that's a very good question. So uh, it depends on the maturity of the project. Um, a project which is very mature, it's quite late. In fact, one of the big things, benefit of Agile um, is that... Um, You, the teams do a maximum of tests themselves, so they can have a very good quality. And so, but we still need to make formal testing because of medical regulation. But we test to pass, which is very different from what happened before. We test really to pass. I mean, everything has been tested, but just because you need to have a sign up from the regulation. So, I mean, that we do it, in some cases, we succeed it very early, very late, sorry. Mm. sorry. And uh, the good thing is that when you do that, you reduce, just to reduce the time for this formal testing, which is somewhere a pure waste, lean waste. So it's very good because it reduces time. And in addition to that, you can also think about how you can automate those tests, so you can even reduce more. Um, so this is the best case. Sometimes we're not mature enough, and we still have to have uh, some. Uh, the team are not able to test enough. So they test as maximum as possible, and then they have to order to other teams, unfortunately, that will do the test. So in that case, of course, it's a little bit mixed of whatever on Agile. So of course, this is not good enough, but this is a transition phase that we need to deal with. We are a big company. Uh, we are limited, very limited number of coach. That's why we want to teach more coach, bring more coach into the things. Uh, but even with more coaches, the, the, 
So changing mindset of people is just a very long process. So let you just be humble here. Just said, okay, just agree that uh, Toyota has made 50 years, maybe not 50, but 30 years maybe before to go something that other people who have called lean and use elsewhere. Mm. So it's a long time, long process, this cultural change. So I think that we should be patient with that. Which was one of the key and and for the and for a complex uh, process oriented IT uh, changes or projects, what we have found out is when we move we where we need to move back to the old way is when we need to test from end to end the process because the the iterative within small process uh, doesn't allow a, a safe and continuous user experience from beginning to end. There are too many hookups or we forget the user somewhere in the space. So at some point we create another track which is end-to-end -end testing so that we can verify the complete user experience or customer experience. Last question to both of you and I'm really curious what you answer. What is What would you say would be one of the most important learnings in your role so far? Humility. Humility, yeah. Yeah, humility. Be humble. I mean, we don't have the truth. Probably the people that we discuss with don't have the truth, but together, I think, we have the truth. We should really work and listen to ever to people need. That's a little bit not viral communication as well, but that, that's really what it is. I mean, no one has a perfect answer. And uh, so, yeah, that's really learning. And for me, yeah. it would be uh, the energy, especially as I would say, we used to think we were the king of the world as in GE, yeah. uh, is the humility to look outside because outside things are moving very fast and we can learn a lot from the startups, which we have kind of, you know, forgotten and downgraded. So it's really looking outside is really inspiring. Thank you uh, once again for your uh, cooking session uh, earlier today. Everybody will remember. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you for that interesting and pleasant conversation just now as well. Thank you to you and thank you for all that. The vision was absolutely awesome for, for, for us. Oh, you said awesome? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So it was very great. We were impressed. And yeah, that was very, to me at least, that was a very nice moment. Nice experience. A little bit of a challenge, but... Uh, I love it. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. The video version of this podcast can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online. The Innovation Roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content, including video presentations, interviews, insights reports, and articles. Not only that, innovationroundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. Our network is exclusively for innovation practitioners and large firms, so visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your seven-day free trial account.